Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Okay, he's Cheeto, bro. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I've been that ingus since cotton field. Uh, I put in work for that whipping pig. Uh, Free all my ingus behind the steel. I'm the runner. All right, today we got Cage Cheeto in the building with us today. It was good with you, bro. How you feeling today, gang? I'm feeling good, bro. We feeling good, man. Album come out today. You know, we working, bro. Everything sure. going good. So it's definitely a reason to celebrate that. Facts. That's a fact. Nah, that's hard. So what else you out here working on in Atlanta? We just networking, promotion for the album, Tommy Gun Teddy. You know what I'm saying? We just pushing that out, trying to push that through the South. That's really what we on. Nah, that's hard. Yeah. So how often do you get to come out here to Atlanta to work? I come to Atlanta a lot, man. I record down here at Complex with my man Bo Diesel. You know what I'm saying? I come down here and work with a few other guys. I come down here pretty, pretty often. For sure. So how do you feel it compares working here versus working back home in Fayetteville, North Carolina? Um, working down here, you kind of got a lot more options. You know, she got a lot more options. Um, Fayetteville, it's not too many, you know what I'm saying, places that's like the, the studios or stuff like that or avenues that we got. We don't have them same avenues that Atlanta got, you know what I'm saying? So it's harder up there. It's a lot harder. Not saying it's not hard in Atlanta, but it's hard up there. A lot of people have to leave to get on. You know, we just starting to get on without having to leave. You know, like Moray, you know, we just really starting to gain, put eyes on Fayetteville. So it's tough, you know what I'm saying? That's honest. So let's take it back from the top, right? So you originally were born in Colleen, Texas? Yeah, I'm originally from Colleen, Texas. Yeah. So how did you navigate to North Carolina? And what is life like between both cities, Colleen and Fayetteville? Well, really, I moved around a lot. So 
I moved around from, I didn't live everywhere from Texas to Germany and then came to North Carolina, Illinois. I done lived all kind of places. So, but the difference between Colleen and Fayetteville is not really a big difference. You know what I'm saying? It's the city that's based outside of the army base. You know what I'm saying? Them two are the biggest army bases. So the cities are kind of the same. They kind of built the same. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't too much difference. For really. sure. Yeah. So how would you describe your childhood growing up and bouncing around from city to city? Um, man, having to go through that, young just kind of like help you with detachment. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you don't really have friends until you get to a place where you can chill. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of mess you up a little bit with that aspect, but you get to see everything. So you get to learn people, you know what I'm saying? But it was all right. For sure. Then at age 11, you moved to Germany. Yeah. How was that transition from the States to a whole, you know what I'm saying, a whole nother country? I hated that shit. I wanted to leave. For real? Man, I wanted to leave when I first got over there. I was young. All I knew was Texas. I wanted to leave, bro. I didn't know nothing about nothing over there. Like, they, we don't have that type of stuff in Texas. Yeah. Trains, people ain't speaking English, you know what I'm saying? So, but I stayed over there three years. By, by the time I got ready to leave, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was crazy how it changed up like that. Yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? Uh, 13, 13, 14, I jumped off the porch. Yeah, 13, 14, I jumped off the porch. I started getting into crazy stuff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Messing with games, all that. You know what I'm saying? I started, that's when I started really getting into the streets. Nah, for real. So then tell us how you end up moving to Illinois. Um, I moved to Illinois because I moved to Illinois because uh, the reason we moved around, my mother married somebody in the military, so that's why we started bouncing around. We ended up in Illinois because he had a job as a recruiter up there, so that's how we ended up there, and that was kind of like that just threw the fuel on the fire of what I was already into, you know what I'm saying? So that was like the home of what I was messing with. So it it fueled that. It just made it worse. For sure. So with all that bouncing around, you were briefly homeless for a period of time, right? Yeah. So was, how was that transition and how was, was like, that situation? I was like um, 16. I was 16. I got into it. Must have that. He kicked me out. So I had a little, <laughs> I had an old, old Buick. So I was living out the Buick, you know what I'm saying? Or then I was living in a tent at one time. Like It was crazy because it was something I had went through. but. That's, it taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? It taught me a lot about myself. So it was it was crazy though. Nah, for real. I ain't going through that again. Yeah. That's what dead. would you say is one of the main things you learned in that situation? The main thing I learned about that was like the only person you can really depend on is yourself. At the end of the day, like that's it. It's everybody else a possibility to let you down. You don't only ain't gonna let yourself down. You know what I'm saying? That that was something. I, that was what I really learned about it. Like at yeah. the end of the day, I got me. You know what I'm saying? If nobody else got me, I got me. Yeah. So that's what I learned about that. Nah, that's real. So how did you end up in Fayetteville, North Carolina after all these experiences and situations? Okay. So I had a good friend. My brother stayed down here. And when I got kicked out up there, instead of me staying and continuing going through that, I reached out, shot down there, got to Fayetteville. Finished my senior year in Fayetteville. That's how I got down there because I ain't had nowhere to go when I was up there. I ain't want to go back to Texas. There's nothing there. So 
I went down there, and that was like, that was the start of the terrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe life out there in Fayetteville? Life in Fayetteville. Life in Fayetteville, man. Fayetteville can be a great and beautiful city, but Fayetteville is like, Fayetteville is grimy. The people there, the people there can be real grimy. Like, the mentality of people in Fayetteville is so, it's so like negative, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're trying to do something, it's like people only want to deal with you when they benefit themselves, which is everywhere. But it just seems like it's real bad out there. And if you're doing good or you're doing something, it's like if they can't do it, if they can't match it, they won't mess with it. They try to kill it. They try to kill a wave or something like that. Like a lot of them people, man, you hear about from Fayetteville that's really got on. Uh, Fayetteville didn't mess with them until everybody else started messing with them. Yeah. Every other city, every other state, then Fayetteville started messing with them. Like that's just the type of city Fayetteville is like. I love Fayetteville, but that's just, that's what it is out there. For sure. So what was it that led you to end up being in prison for five years? <laughs> um, a bad lick. A bad lick, man. We um, went to pull a robbery on somebody, and it just, it was just all bad from there. It just went all bad. So it, I guess it was just that time for, them to, for me to sit down. I feel like God telling me I need to sit my ass down. So that robbery just was bad, which was all bad. And I ended up having to take that time. It was uh, 66 months, so. That's real, and you wrote the whole five? Oh yeah, I wrote the whole thing. That's hard. So what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned in prison? <laughs> Don't take nobody's shit. Uh, prison taught me, um, prison taught me respect. You know what I'm saying? Prison time. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. I mean, a lot about respect. Because prison move on respect. You know, the little things. I've seen people, you know, get stared up or whatever, beat with locks. You know what I'm saying? For little stuff. Knocking yeah. over a drink, not saying sorry, bumping in them, not saying my bad, you know, so not saying excuse me. Like little shit. Cause you never know what people going through. You living in a, a small place with a, dozens of people, dozens of men. You don't know what they going through. You don't know this man got life sentence, this man got 30 years. You know, they don't know what they going through. He might have lost his mom this morning. They could snap out. So you just gotta move with respect. Respect is going to be given. When you give respect, it's, it's giving back. You know what I'm saying? That's just how prison operates. No, for real. So what would you say is the biggest obstacle you overcame so far in your life? Probably um, release, the prison release. I think that might have been it. Because um, when I got ready to come from prison, bro, I ain't really, I ain't think I was going to be able to shake back. Like, you know what I'm saying, the way I, as well as I did, you know, so I didn't think I was going to be able to do that. So I, I would say that. That's real. So how did you start making music? I started making music. 
I started making music because it was a, it was some young boy. It was some. He was older than me at the time. I was like fourteen. He was like sixteen, seventeen. He was rapping, and uh, I felt like I could do it better. So I started rapping. It won't better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just kept doing it. Yeah. And shit. Eventually, it's just you know, it's like anything. It's a. Um, I feel like rap isn't um, a talent. It's a skill. You get better the more you do it. You know what I'm saying? So the more I did it, the better I got. Nah, for like. real. Who would you list as some of your musical influences? Um, Cube, Cube, uh, Starlito, UGK, um, Nip. Nip got a big influence on my grind and the way I hustle with it, the way I go about the music business. Nip got a big influence on that. Um, I get my aggression with my music from Cube. Um, UGK, I get my, I get my shit talking from them, from Pimp. Um, Starlito, I just like the way he his his lyricism was, you know what I'm saying. And it's others too, you know. Most Def, this guy's like I listen to a lot of different stuff, like as far as rap go, a lot of different type of rappers. Lupe, you know, lyricism, I, I'm a big fan of that, so. That's real. So you a fan of like real lyricism? Yeah, if you can't rap, I ain't trying to listen to yeah. it. Yeah. So is any young dudes or new rappers today that you feel like you just give up, bro? Just give it up? Hell yeah, it's a lot of them. <laughs> well, how about, how about some of the younger dudes that's actually putting forth that pen, you know what I'm saying? And coming back with that real lyricism that hip hop is known for. Um, Young boys that's really kicking it. Um, That boy Carde. Um, I think he's from he from Raleigh. I think he's from Raleigh. Why yeah, be in Cordae? Yeah, he be he be he be kicking it. He be kicking it. Um, but I ain't gonna lie, I don't really, I don't really listen to the young boys, man. I be listening to like, like I've been on Griselda hard. Yeah, Griselda. Yeah, I'm listening. I listen to Griselda a lot, and um, I listen to a lot of R and B, bro. So it's like I listen to the older dudes. I don't, the young guys. If I catch one that really I hear it and I'm like okay, I listen to it. I gave Migos new junk. That was, it was that was it was straight. You fuck with that one. The Culture Three was yeah. yeah they, they was rapping on that. They was, they was rapping. rapping on that. Nah, I fuck with it. They was rapping. <laughs> they was rapping on that. that was, was, fuck with them Culture Three man. It was sliding. Yeah, you can't you can't can't fight the funk man. I'm... It was sliding. It was sliding man. <laughs> yeah, um, um, uh, youngsters youngsters last junk. Black Youngster? Yeah, yeah, Youngster's last joint. What was Youngster's last joint? I forget the name of it. But his last joint, he was got, he was. I forgot the name of his tape. So he, was rapping, I was he was rapping. I was, I was, I was slick surprised. No, Youngster be getting his shit off, man. Was, I just never listened to him because when I, um, when I was locked up, all I heard, like all we hear is radio. Yeah. So when I was locked up, all I heard was, um, like booty and sh you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's all I heard. So. I'm like trying to hear it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's what that is. But yeah. he was he was rapping some he was rapping some real shit though. No, that's real. Fuck everybody. Uh, I think that's what it was. Fuck everybody three. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is what it was yeah. called. Shout out to nigga Youngster, man. So, what are your current thoughts on the rap game? Um, I feel like I just feel like a lot of guys aren't really um being true to them. Um, I feel like it's it went from having something to say to 
who can who can be the most uh, who can entertain the most who can be the you know what I'm saying the most comical who can you know what I'm saying like who can that's what I feel like it went to instead of what it was really based on you know what I'm saying for sure how would you describe the music scene back at home in Fayetteville right now um it's like everybody say about their city but we got some it's some heat floating around there now. It's some heat floating around Fayetteville. Um, I, you got you got my man Ball. You got my man Cornball. You got my man S. Dot Salamis. You got uh, Ronnie C. Pretty Face. Uh, Pretty Face Gangster. You got it's 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 some guys out there that's doing that thing. There's some guys that's just like that. They just not you know you don't. You ain't hearing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And some of them down here now. Some of them is down here now doing their thing. So they kind of getting they foot in the door down here. Yeah. But it's 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 some guys. Shout out to them boys with movement. Would you say the artists are supportive of one another coming up out of uh, Fayetteville right now? It's that's tricky cuz all of them not the new, the younger ones are, the younger ones are, the younger ones are, um, the young ones are working and like, trying to network and build that, that, um, okay, bro, we in the city, let's work, let's work, let's work. They want to see Fayetteville be Atlanta. The ones that been doing it, they not. They not seeing how to out with it. They, it's, it's just like, they don't want to. I feel like people got that mentality of, um, the place is only so big. I don't. I need all of it. You know what I'm saying? And it messes. It messes things up. So yeah, I, the older ones ain't really. Some are like a couple, man. You got to select few that really been rapping for a while in favor. That, that's that's with that, branching out, trying to build it and this this go favor against everybody. But most of them ain't. Most of them is just self. But the younger ones. The guys is, that I really don't know because I was gone and they kind of blew up when I came as far as Fayetteville go. They want to see that. They'll work with you. They, they, you know what I'm saying? As long as you're handling business, they, they, they willing to do that. That's real. Why do you think people overlook the talent coming out of Fayetteville for so long? Hmm. Um, why do I think Fayetteville just got a bad stigma on it as far as, uh, the streets and crime, like favor get busy, like favor get busy, but there's a lot of musical stuff there. But it's like it's it's just like you always got to deal with that. It's always there, you know what I'm saying? And I I feel like that scares away a lot of people. I feel like it scares away a lot of people, and it's like nobody was came through with something undeniable to where you have to look at it regardless of the fact. Like, Fayetteville is not as big as Chicago. Chicago will, will lead the year in murders. They'll lead the country in murders, but you got two or three people blew up out of a year, you know what I'm saying? Because Chicago's a big city, you know what I'm saying? So, like, Fayetteville's not big. So, we kind of got to compete with our cities and our own state. We got to compete with Charlotte and Raleigh, you know what I'm saying? So, we kind of fighting both sides. Like, okay, we got to fight against the bad stigma. Yeah. And they getting eyes up here in Charlotte and Raleigh. All they see us for is this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So 
That's that's my opinion. No, I like that. That was real, bro. Yeah. So talk to us about your latest visual, F H Y F. Yeah. Um, my latest visual is for the the initial stand for fuck how you feel. Um, it's a song off my album Tommy Gun Teddy, and we did the visual. I put that visual out first because the guy that's featured on the song, he died. Euro, the stepper, he died um, 10 days after we shot the video. Wow. So that's what made me put that video out first. So, but the song is... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You know, it's fire. It's fire, though. You know what I'm saying? We had so much fun shooting it. And that was just, I did that for him. For sure. So, so let's talk about Tommy Gun Teddy. Yeah. Explain the title, man. <laughs> the title is, the title is, Tommy Gun Teddy is me. All right, I came up with him when I was on the yard. I came up with him when I was on the yard. Me and my man Swank from Durham, um, we were just talking about jewelry. And the jewelry we get, the pieces we get that represent us. And I was like, I'm gonna get a teddy bear. I said, women always call me a teddy bear. I'm gonna get a teddy bear, but I'm gangster, don't get it twisted. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm gonna get a teddy bear. Matter of fact, I'm gonna call him Tommy Gun Teddy. And I had the visual in my head. And then I never did nothing with it. So when I came home, what I wanted to do was something different with my music. Um, the music I always did was street related, um, motiv <laughs> street motivated, make you want to go out there and cut up, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of wanted to branch out. I wanted to step into different lanes. So I feel like me giving y'all me, you know what I'm saying, I would use that aspect. So I said, Tommy Gun Teddy, I'm going to name this album. Tommy gonna tell you I'm gonna run with it. So I got the visual, the visual. When I put the visual out for it, like the um, the cover, it took fire. You know what I'm saying? It caught fire. Everybody wanted. I started putting it on shirts. Everybody wanted. So I talked to somebody close to me, and I was like, um, we had a conversation. A couple of individuals close to me we had a conversation about a mascot. So I like, yeah, let's do the mascot. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you see, bruh. You know what I'm saying? It's Teddy right there. Shout out, my boy. <laughs> What's your personal favorite song from the project? Um, ah, one. Um, uh, it's, a, it's an interlude called Weeks, A Week's Worth. That's probably my favorite. It's, to, it's up there. That ain't on my mind. But a week's worth, and it's probably it's it's my, one of my favorites because uh, it's simple. Craig, it's simple. Craig David, uh, seven seven days, so it's simple that jump, and it was more geared for the ladies. Well, it's actually all the way geared for the ladies. So I never really stepped in that lane. I never made songs for the ladies. I really didn't know how. So when I made that and it came out as good as it did. I was so proud. I was proud, you know what I'm saying? And I liked the way it came out. So it became my favorite because I tried something I didn't think I could do and I did it. And it actually came out good. So that's hard. 
So talk to us about your independent grind as an independent artist. Like, like what we gotta do, stuff like that. Yeah, the grind that comes along with being independent. Um, I look, I look at it like this. When you're an independent artist, it's like being a small business owner. Um, you don't have nobody there to hold your hand. You know what I'm saying? You don't have nobody to tell you you gotta clock in at this time. If you don't go do nothing, you ain't gonna get no money. Yeah. You ain't gonna get out there. You're responsible for everything when you're independent, especially at the level we at. We don't, we at the level, we don't have teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, my team consists of um, bros, like brothers I've known for a long time, family, but they have other stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Some are artists, some are uh, managers, some are engineers but they got their own stuff going on. Yeah. So it's, a, it's my team, but I'm still over here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 10 toes with mine, cause this is all I got to focus on. So when we at this level we at, we kinda um, get help from other artists, you know what I'm saying? People that we just know, but nobody's going, nobody's going to invest their time in you if they don't have nothing coming back because we all grown, we all got bills, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's time is free. We're not kids no more. So if you can't make somebody believe in you or compensate them, you, you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna, you're not gonna get nowhere. And yeah. being independent, that's like your number one job. And that comes with getting out there, making good music, uh, promoting, like you gotta show people you worth investing in you got to show people um we're gonna see a return on you you know what i'm saying like you got to make people think you you're with a major you know what i'm saying like you got to make people think you got a machine behind you that's the independent grind like that's the independent life it's not for everybody it really ain't it's not for everybody for sure would you consider signing to a major label situation it just depends, bro. It depends because it's just so many variables in that, you know. It's 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 pros and cons of everything, and it's uh, it's pros and cons with that. So it, it really just depends, you know. Like a major label can throw enough; they can throw life changing money at you. But what you got to do in exchange, you know, like what you what you really care about. Like I care I care about my music. I love music, you know what I'm saying? I love my music. I care about it. So I don't know if I don't know like really how well I'm willing to sell, you know what I'm saying, for that. Like it all depends, you know what I'm saying? Like that major thing is just and then I I, I like moving on my own. It's it's just I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It really just depends, bro. Yeah. Like I, I don't like I don't like the way they be pimping people, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not that, bro. I don't yeah. like the way they be pimping. I see it. And it's like nowadays the independent route is it's it's been it's it's been made easier because of streaming and, and uh, all the resources we got with online. So it's easier to do now. You don't really need them if you got a bag. If you got a bag you good. It, it was day. It was back in the day where if you had a bag, it didn't matter. You still needed them. You know what I'm saying? 
it's a reason Master P and them went and did what they did and got them dis distributions. You know what I'm saying? They had bags, but they still went and did what they did. Now, right. you don't really, if you got a bag, you don't really need them. Right. What else you working on at the moment? Um, <laughs> right now, right now it's just visuals because the album came out today, June 25th. Um, and so it's just visuals I'm pushing off of it right now. I am working on more music for another project. I got a name for it. I just ain't put the name out yet, but I am working on something else. But right now I'm really just pushing this because it's so new, you know what I'm saying? It's so new and got so much on it. It's 16 songs on it. Um, I'm just gonna push the visuals out for it, content for it and ride it out push it out then we'll go from there so for sure any last words and shout outs yeah man um shout out my mikey wang lavish goldsboro shout out cornball fairville my man's uh shout out say less man say let's do more we always do that for uh, sure shout out my man teddy man free swank free rio man sure. free 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 all them guys man free split free all them guys man i miss y'all R.P. Euro, R.P. K.I., R.P. Mook, man. I miss y'all boys, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to everybody in the video doing their thing, man. For sure, you know man. K. Cheeto, appreciate you having me today, gang. Man, I fuck with y'all, man. For sure. I've been that nigga since Cotton Fields. I put in work for that whipping pig. Free all my niggas behind the steel. I'm the runaway slave with them Kunta here. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.